Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1347, air date November 2nd, 2023. All right, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayodhuray. Um This is going to be a one-hour Twitter space. We don't want to uh, take it too long. We know it for a number of people in the United States. Uh, this is in the middle of the day. Um, and we will have a much deeper conversation uh, Thursday at 11 a.m., as well as at 8 p.m. Um, at our open house that we do every Thursdays at 11 p.m. Sorry, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. EST. And you can go to vashiva.com slash orientation um, to sign up. And we'll talk more about that. What we wanted to do was, uh, the reason I decided to do this was many of you know, um, I've been doing a number of talks on Zionism. It's been something um, that is not sort of something new. I've been you know, involved in a lot of the anti-Zionist movement since probably 1981 when I was an activist at MIT, uh, when Mir Kahana, a rabid Zionist, had come to Massachusetts at Brandeis, and we did one of the largest protests, and we chased him away. But what we want to talk about today, the agenda is, I want to give a quick overview on what's occurring right now. Um, and when I mean right now, the fact is there's a presidential election taking place, there's a genocide taking place in Palestine. Um, but more importantly, uh, what's very interesting to watch is among the growing set of anti-Zionist people, some of them have been anti-Zionist for a long time, and some of the recent anti-Zionist grifters, is that not one of the anti-Zionist grifters were noticing. And I was just on a Twitter space uh, uh, this afternoon, and people had wanted me to come in. But the two hosts running it didn't want me to talk. And interestingly enough, both of them, when you went and looked in their feeds, were Kennedy supporters, who's a bloody Zionist as you can get. So I want to talk about that because we have a very important opportunity here um, because um, the Zionist question among politicians really separates uh, the men from the boys or the women from the girls, meaning... Um, and it's a good opportunity because there's a lot of people talk about they're for medical freedom, uh, claiming they're anti-vax, um, all the other issues. But when it comes to Zionism, it's really the defining question of our times. And I'm the only viable presidential candidate who has boldly been against Zionism. Um, Nikki Haley wants to kill every Palestinian. So does Ron DeSantis. So does Kennedy. You know, he, the speech he gave was a speech from 1948 equivalent of wanting to butcher all the Palestinians. And obviously Trump and his whole family are Zionists. But I want everyone to become aware of this, that uh, there are a number of people who are suddenly anti-Zionist, but if you go look in their feeds, they've been essentially Kennedy supporters or they've been sympathetic to him. And none of this is the time for people to expose scumbags like Kennedy because he can't hide anymore. He can hide bullshitting people that he's for medical freedom, which he, by the way, isn't. He was for lockdowns, which killed millions of people. Um, he's, he vaccinated all of his kids. He had everyone vaccinated coming into his home. He wanted to make sure uh, that, you know, he's openly set up for full vaccination of all Americans, and he bullshits people um, by saying that he's going to somehow get these corrupt institutions to create safe vaccines when his entire family has been involved in, essentially, it's an organized crime family, and so is he. Um, so we really have an important opportunity to uh, the Zionist question draws a very clear line. There's you can't bullshit people. And a lot of these people have been bullshitting people. So 
for me, it's very, very personal um, because, you know, I've noticed, you know, the Zionist, uh, first of all, let's define Zionism. Zionism is absolutely racism. Zionists collaborated with Hitler, disarmed Jews. Um, Zionism is, is anti-Semitic, period. So let's take that right off the board. Anyone who wants to, uh, and we want to arm people with the right facts is that if you, and I know Chris Bradley was one of our other co-hosts, will go sort of give some of the technicalities of this, but broadly, Zionism is a political ideology. And I've been in Israel for around six weeks. Um, I have a lot of people I know who are Jews or anti-Zionist. And one of the things that people need to remember is there's been a massive civil war brewing in Israel against Netanyahu, who's a rabid, rabid, rabid Nazi apartheid Zionist. And they needed to put him in power because um, the Israeli economy has been going down. If you look at the shekels, um, the Israeli elite have been selling shekels like crazy. Um, Many, many businesses have been leaving Israel. No one wants to talk about this. And this Hamas event, there's a two sides to this that everyone should be aware of. For the last year, beginning in January of this year, there's been multiple, multiple um, incitements of violence by the IDF. You know, they went into the Al-Aqsa Mosque twice, right? In fact, a few days before this incident occurred, with uh, Orthodox Jews who basically defiled the mosque. So this is not something that suddenly occurred. Furthermore, everyone should be absolutely clear, it's, it's so out in the open that Israel created Hamas. Israel created them and they financed them. So the PSYOP that goes on is if you expose the Zionists and you talk about Netanyahu, they say, oh, you're for Hamas. Well, let's be clear on this, okay? Hamas, if Hamas was truly truly dedicated to liberating the Palestinians, for that matter, any of these people, including the PLO, all, all of these so-called um, people who claim they're fighting for Palestine since, go back to the 80s, as far as I remember, right? None of them ever armed the Palestinian people in popular militias. If you truly want a revolutionary force to throw out Zionism, you'd be arming your people. I mean, like broadly training them, arming them, like, um, you know, occurred in the American Revolution, but they haven't been doing that. It's been the standing armies, many of them, who are controlled by Israel. Uh, you know, Yasser Arafat, you know, sold out the, how many times did he sell out the Palestinian people? Over and over and over again. But Hamas was definitively created, financed uh, by Israel. Yossi Cohen, uh, the head of Mossad, who's in line, by the way, to become the next prime minister, according to Netanyahu. Yossi Cohen, you know, a few years ago, he was in Qatar saying, please keep financing Hamas. So um, you have to really educate people that Hamas was created by Israel. If you go look at the picture, a, a wonderful cover picture on The Economist in December of 2012, you can Google it. Go look at The Economist cover story. The cover, it's a wonderful piece of art. But the front picture of that art has Hamas on gliders and uh, Netanyahu on gliders throwing bombs. Okay. So how do you do that, right? How, how do you sort of foreshadow something like that nearly 11 years ago? And furthermore, what needs to be understood is that every United States politician, nearly all of them, every presidential candidate except like me, has to suck on the Zionist titty. The key um, 
one of the leading billionaire Zionists is a guy called Sheldon Adelson. He recently passed away. His wife still survives. And every United States presidential candidate goes off and bows down to the Adelsons. Um, and, uh, you know, you saw Booby Kennedy hanging around with them. Tulsi Gabbard, the so-called, you know, she's a warmonger as you can get. She's all for, she was all for war uh, going against, you know, 9-11 to going, uh, hitting Iraq. Same thing here. She wants to, you know, butcher all the Palestinians. But Kennedy is one of the biggest Zionists on the planet. Nikki Haley, Trump and DeSantis. So anyone here who thinks, A, Kennedy is for medical freedom, needs to have their head checked. And we can go more into that. But he's a rabid anti-Zionist. I mean, rabid Zionist. All these people are Zionists. I'm sorry. Now, um, why is this occurring at this point in history? Why? Well, first of all, we all can acknowledge clearly, you know, every square inch of Gaza and, you know, that entire region is surveilled up the wazoo through AI, you know, satellites, uh, bugging devices. So anyone who thinks that Hamas just sort of flew in gliders um, without Israel knowing it, again, is not only deeply mistaken, but highly, highly needed. This was coordinated. And it reveals the fact that Netanyahu and his apartheid regime, A, hates Jews and they hate the Palestinians. Because in Israel for the last year to two years, people should know Netanyahu has been indicted. He's a criminal. He was convicted. And there's been multiple, multiple indictments uh, on him for fraud as well as corruption, multiple. And, you know, a, a week before October 9th, there were nearly 100,000 people protesting against him. The broad mass of Israeli people hate Netanyahu. So you have the economy crashing in Israel. You can look this all up. Uh, businesses leaving Israel. Um, you have Netanyahu going to be indicted. And voila, Hamas, uh, you know, sort of um, comes in, right? Uh, completely avoiding all of the highest level of security of Mossad, right? By the way, Mossad does the security for many, many governments. You know, Mossad built the security infrastructure for the Indian government. For many governments are called in. All the Hollywood people use Mossad to um, get their bodyguards to uh, set the surveillance on their homes. So anyone thinking that um, Netanyahu and his apartheid regime did not know Hamas was coming in, um, you really have to uh, really check in yourself about why you would believe something so ludicrous as that. So Hamas equals Israel. Israel equals Hamas equals Mossad. Okay, they're funded, financed. Um, by them. So let's follow the money. The reality is that the United States financial system is collapsing. It's running on fumes. The Israeli financial system is running on fumes. And if you step back at the bigger picture, in 2008, when the financial system run by Zionists, right? If you look at who runs the Fed, who runs the banks in New York, who runs the Treasury, it's all Zionists. And the Zionists know how to control something very, very important everyone should understand called the money supply. Most people have no idea of the importance of the money supply. The money supply runs the world. All right. So simple economics 101, because none of the other presidential candidates will teach you this because A, they don't know it and B, they don't know it and C, they don't know it. Okay. It's the money supply that runs the world. No different than water. You know, if I control 
how much water you can get. You, you, you give a lot of water, things grow, right? You have prosperous agriculture, you contract the money supply, you know, you have droughts and that affects things. So um, the money supply is critical to understanding how the economy works. Well, who controls the money supply? Well, you would think um, it is a treasury in this case of the United States. It's not true. The treasury outsourced that to something called the Federal Reserve, which is a private organization also run by Zionists and Zionist bankers. And what happens every so often is that the Fed, because of their monopolistic control over money supply, they do it for their friends when they need a war, when they need to save the stock market, um, or when they create a crisis. So let's go to, to 2008. In 2008 is when the Zionist banking system failed. And how did it fail? Well, they created, remember, the bankers can create all sorts of products. They gave people loans who shouldn't get loans for homes. Then they packaged those loans together and they sold the package as a derivative product. So you could actually invest in packages of loans. Well, when all of this crashed, it was a big Ponzi scheme that was running. Um, Obama, by the way, 57% of people voted who voted for Obama voted for Trump. He was um, a Manchurian candidate who was brought in to manipulate the working class in the United States. So Obama, instead of letting the bankers fail, which is what should have happened in a truly capitalist system, he rescued them by printing $8.1 trillion. So the Federal Reserve, run by Zionists, prints money for their Zionist friends in all the banks, and they save them. Who got screwed? The American working people, black, brown, yellow, uh, you know, white and black people got screwed because many of them had invested in their 401ks in these products. All right. So Obama saves these bankers who should have all, uh, you know, been buried and been out of the way uh, because they made, you know, these guys made a lot of money selling these ridiculous products. So the United States economy since particularly 2008 was running on absolute fumes. They printed money and that money sort of trickled into the world. Well, eight years later, the economy is going to crash again. And you can see that because the interest rates should be should have been around 6%. Small businesses, when I say it was going to crash, crash for the least, were starting to do well in 2018 and 19. Um, they needed loans and they were going to banks and the interest rates were should be should have been creeping up. Instead, what happens is the elites want to keep these interest rates low. Again, the Zionists who own the banks, who own a lot of property in New York, got very low interest-free loans. Um, so they, they need to keep the interest rates low. So what do they do? Well, suddenly you create something called a pandemic. And the pandemic was an artificial crisis that was created to cover up the real crisis that was going to occur, which was a collapse of the U.S. economy again in 2016. So this time they bring in Trump, who manipulates a white working class. And what they proceed to do under Trump, that was his job, they print another $8 trillion um, in one term, okay? And that $8 trillion, who does it go to? It goes to fund Jared Kushner, Elon Musk, um, 600 billionaires increase their wealth by $2.3 trillion. And the other money went into the stock market to create that V-shape. It was going down and up. So once again, the economy further runs on fumes. And now we know, right now, by all predictions, if you look at all the data, there should be a massive crash taking place in October. All right? And they've been trying to avert that. So you have 
the economy running on fumes in the United States. And on top of that, Israel is running on fumes. And more importantly, Netanyahu is about to be ousted. This is quite amazing. There was a massive, massive civil war in Israel. So how convenient for both parties, the Zionists in Israel and the Zionists in the United States to collaborate. Now, why do they want to collaborate? Well, we have to understand the global situation. Um, Russia was always one of the jewels. And we know Putin is an oligarch. They're all oligarchs. They have their own internal feuds, right? But Putin was holding out. Um, the goal was always to have Russia, um, you know, subjugated, you know, $70 trillion worth of wealth there. So it was decided, uh, in, if you remember in 2000, actually, uh, Putin wanted to be part of NATO. And they rebuffed him. And Ukraine was teed up after the United States, under the leadership of Hillary Clinton, Obama, and John McCain, executed a coup of a rightfully elected leader in Ukraine who was pro-Russian, and, and the United States put in their own leader. And that was obviously to incense the Russians. Um, however, the United States underestimated the fact that Russia was pretty well uh, ready for that war, and they basically you know, destroyed Ukraine in this process. So that war was a big failure to the swarm and Zionists and imperialists. So they were twiddling their thumbs to think, okay, how do we get back at Russia? So they thought, or how do we create another economic collapse or, 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 or a crisis, I'm sorry, to hide the impending economic collapse? So if you remember just about a month ago, people were talking about another virus coming, another pandemic, another crisis. Well, people weren't buying it. So voila, you create, quote unquote, the Iraq-Hamas war. And this is going to give an extraordinary opportunity for these people to cover up the economic collapse and guess what? Print more money to save, again, the elites and their stock market. So that's the high level of what's going on. But every presidential candidate, viable one, um, uh, except myself, is all Zionist, um, you know, a genocidal butchers. And that's what we need to take away from this. And um, I want to... Uh, I wanted to give that background, um, and let me give over to Chris Bradley. Uh, Chris, are you there? Yes. Uh, Chris, if you can give sort of an overview, I think of, uh, you know, Zionism, Theodore Herzl, the Balfour Declaration. Um, and again, to everyone listening, um, this Thursday at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., um, you can join us at our open house, vashiva.com slash orientation. And go ahead, Chris. Yeah, so I want to start by saying everything we're seeing play out here between Israel and Palestine is a is a classic case of British imperialism. And so I'm, I'm going to make the argument that everything we're seeing here is by design. And we'll start uh, with a man named Theodore Herzl, who in the late 19th century uh, proposed uh, the modern political theory of Zionism. So it was a new political ideology uh, that said, uh, we need to claim a new land, a new Jewish homeland. And there was a whole bunch of schemes around this. First, he tried to get this into Uganda uh, uh, to es establish uh, the first uh, st new Jewish state in, in Uganda. That didn't work. Uh, and so then they ended up actually deciding uh, that piece of land, uh, Israel, 
uh, for its significance uh, in uh, its access to the Mediterranean and also access to the Indian Ocean. So it's a very strategic location from a from a standpoint of trade, and and it's it's very well known that it's strategic not only in trade but mil- militarily. It's a it's a very stri- strategic location, and so well. Uh, who 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 is backing this Theodore Herzl? So we we can look no further than uh, Cecil Rhodes, who m- many people may may or not be familiar with. But Cecil Rhodes uh, was a British mining tycoon in South Africa, and and if anybody knows anything about South Af- Africa, well, apartheid South Africa. What are we seeing uh, in play out in Israel Palestine? It's another apartheid uh, situation here. So. It's no wonder that these same kind of figures uh, from the from the British elite, uh, really the Milner Fabian uh, uh, mo- movement, are, are always at play here. And so, when we look at the history of this, we can definitely see that this whole plan was put in place in the early uh, or late nineteenth century, and then finally got picked up. Uh, in 1917, when they actually declared the Balfour Declaration. And essentially, this was British elite, financial elite interests, industrial interests, uh, deciding that, no, we're going to pick this place of land. Uh, we are going to uproot the uh, the people who live there who were actually Semitic people, right? You know, everyone talks about uh, if you criticize Zionism that you are anti-Semitic. Well, the people who were in that region were actually Semitic people, and they decided that we're going to come in, we're going to declare this as our own, and uh, yeah, slowly over time have been pushing them uh, further and further into more segregated areas until we reach a place where we are now. So I think people really need to do their research and understand that Zionism is not anything to do with Judaism. It is it is anti-Semitic by its nature. And I really hope people do their research and get educated on this. And uh, once you, uh, and I would also encourage people, if you really want to learn uh, how to how to analyze situations uh, and understand and get to the root cause of issues, I really uh, encourage you guys to attend our open house that we do every Thursday, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, at bashiva.com slash open house. So uh, we talk about things like this and more. Um, a couple of, uh, uh, thanks, Chris. A couple of important points that people need to understand historically is that when you look at the fact discrimination was taking place, um, at any time when discrimination takes place to a uh, uh, people of a certain nationality, uh, historically, there's been two uh, very diametrically opposite strategies that come up. One is called a progressive nationalism, and other is called a cultural nationalism. Um, the progressive nationalism is, hey, we have pride in who we are, and we're going to fight for our rights here. The cultural nationalism is where you recall some ancient time Um, And then you try to bring up nostalgia and you actually try to push something more fascistic and actually reactionary. So I'll give you an example. In the United States, when uh, the African-American community was realizing 
uh, in the 1800s that they, they you know, wanted to uh, redress us for the discrimination, one group of people said, hey, we're, we built this country. We're going to fight here for our rights. And, and that was the progressive nationalist group, uh, which arose out of that people like Malcolm X. Another set of people uh, prior to Malcolm X were of the opinion, oh, America hates us. Let's get out of here. Let's go back to Africa. Africa was so great. Well, it wasn't that great because a lot of Africans were also African kings were also slave lords, you know, and they were slave traders. Marcus Garvey tried to get a ship and he said, we must go back to our homeland. And that was to be Liberia. Well, anyway, a lot of the blacks who left and went to Liberia um, essentially became really assholes. They really subjugated not only the Liberians, but created their own corrupt systems back in Liberia. So if you uh, look at what was going on in Europe at the time, remember, the, the people we're talking about were white Europeans. They weren't skin color-wise racially. They weren't the Arabs or the Semitic people of that region. It's just a fact. They were Europeans, Ashkenazi Europeans, you know, far lighter than me or um, a number of people far lighter than the Arabs. They were, they were white people, guys. And there was uh, discrimination uh, in Europe but there were also a lot of um, European Jews who were living in Europe who were fighters, who were organizing trade unions. They were working class Jews, bottoms up. They were building these movements. And, and the elite Jews, frankly, didn't like them. Herzl and his clan of people really didn't care for these people. Zionism, as Chris said, was an ideology. It is not have. And then, they, you know, they borrowed, as they always do, some symbols from, you know, the, the Star of David and a couple of other symbols, and they dug up some 4,000-year-old reference um, to Israel being over in this location, uh, as ludicrous as uh, people imagine today you've been living in Vermont, and the Vikings said, oh, we were here 4,000 years ago, so we want a new homeland, all right? So the entire ideology of Herzl was created, it was manufactured, and as Chris said, that the first person he went to was Cecil Rhodes, Rhodesia, the Rhodes Scholarship, okay? One of the biggest racists in humanity. So Zionism is racism. It's anti-Semitic in the service of imperialism. That's what Zionism is. So if you want to write that definition down, Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism. And there are, are a lot of Jews in Israel who get this, and they're anti-Zionist. So let me go over to, um, where is Nicole Prozer? She was just here. She goes somewhere? There you go. Nicole, go ahead. I know you wanted to say a few words. Nicole? All right. Well, we're waiting for her. Um, let's go to Suresh. Go ahead, Suresh. Hi, Dr. Shiva. Thank you uh, for giving the opportunity to speak out. Uh, against this butchering of um, people happening uh, in Palestine. It's uh, horrendous to see this happening. Uh, I, I would like to remind people of something similar that happened in Sri Lanka, where the same group of people, British Empire, came in, mixed two different groups of ethnic people, and uh, it ended up 
in the genocide of Tamilans in Sri Lanka. Peoples are butchered and massacred, heavy weaponry used against women, kids, children. It, it's awful. In 2023, we see this bombing of people in places of worship, in hospitals, in markets. It's, uh, I, I don't have words to describe. Uh, this is happening in 2023 and in a place where one of the most enlightened people walked on planet Earth. I want to visit that place, but after what I've seen in the last few weeks, I've I've never seen this much hatred. The uh, the I see real faces of people. Uh, one side uh, wanted to support uh, uh, one country; they didn't wanna uh, do that, and now they totally take the opposite side when it comes to Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, and it and Zionism, it's really a poison. Um, because uh, it says all humans are not equal. That's a true poison, and it, it needs to be killed. Uh, I would say this to everybody. Accept all humans as your equal, and let them be your only sect. This comes from a place where I come from. Another saying, you are a citizen of the world, and everyone in the world is related to you. Happiness comes to those who bring happiness to others. Consider yourselves as others. All life is bound together by mutual support and interdependence. You're not going to overcome hatred by hatred, uh, lying by more lying, and uh, killing people, bombing them, killing children. The pictures, people should go and see the images of all these kids kissing goodbye to their parents, to their grandparents. I did not think... I cannot believe this is happening in 2023. Kids. And then parents kissing goodbye to their kids before being buried in a huge burial in the streets of Palestine. This is what we have come to, uh, humanity. And we all have to speak up, especially people in the United States. You have the First Amendment. People of Palestine don't have the First Amendment, Second Amendment. All your taxpayers, my tax money is going to kill these people, innocent civilians, in another place. They are your relatives. Remember that. Nobody's better than you. They're equal to you. We are here for the sake of each other. We have to learn to be with each other together. We cannot go on killing each other. So what? So why I'm saying this is because this has happened before in Sri Lanka, like I said. And we are witnessing this in Palestine. Uh, so the only way out of this, and thanks to Dr. Shiva for putting his hat in the race, running for presidency, uh, so people can awaken. He's educating every week, Thursdays, uh, about this uh, sit current situation we are in the world and how to take care of ourselves, how to take personal responsibility, how to have dignity for ourselves. Each one of us is great. Uh, like those enlightened people that walked earth thousands of years ago. In 2023, there should be thousands. But we are kept weak so we can be controlled. We are kept ignorant so we can be subjugated. We are kept distracted by all this entertainment. Who wants to know who is... Like, I, I, I cannot believe... Like, 
you're seeing all this news of who's sleeping with whom or who's having a great date night while this is happening people and and then you in us i see some guy who knows a kid from other religion who goes and kills because of all all these politicians uh creating this fear mongering hatred i've never seen so much hate uh, before this on social media everybody wants to destroy each other kill each other blow each other up uh like when i go and educate people they're saying oh go live in gaza it's an old grandmother <laughs> that's how evil this pe- our people have become so the only way, nobody's going to save us i see i go to these like dr shiva said i go to these people who are doing these spaces and they're supporting kennedy talking about palestine but they support kennedy kennedy is talking about butchering palestinians so why is that happening so all these people on x you see like they are making money they are ma- making money by how much money has the media made from 2019 covid 2020 ukraine uh 2020 ukraine russia war and now this how much money excess made how much money uh the media has made by keeping you all glued to the entertainment so nothing is going to get solved by watching these people expecting oh elon come save us um kennedy or uh, who is out there nikki vivek trump we have to have some dignity uh we have to use our voice we have to use our head to learn uh so every thursday dr shiva is educating about system science about the not so obvious establishment people who speak a good game as if they are supporting you but they stab you in your back that's what happened in 2020 2019 look where we are right now so we need to learn Uh, i need to work together we need to raise our consciousness or else we are going to be continuously bamboozled by uh all these uh chit show that's happening in the world come to thursday we need to build a movement individually by doing all these spaces and retweeting each other nothing is going to change let's say all 8 billion people learn everything every book let's say we all have read every single book in the world we are all so smart nothing is going to change until you do take action take the right action you might know all the solutions if you don't take action it's like trying to reap harvest before sowing your seeds no input but you're expecting output nobody wants to do anything nobody wants to get their hands dirty nobody wants to sit and learn oh let me learn what the systems uh foundations of systems is nobody want to do that everybody want has their opinion nobody wants to sit and seriously study on their art that's why we are being bamboozled constantly and innocent people are dying so it's time for people to speak up especially people in the united states use your voice this is happening under your watch your taxpayers money are going to kill these innocent children go look at the videos it's absolutely horrendous hurts stress thank you thanks a um, couple of points you know um in 1980s um talking about sri lanka there was an ethnic cleansing that was done in sri sri lanka uh sri lanka is a very small island the 
Tamils who were there who were brought there as indentured servants to pick tea um, were subjugated by the Sinhalese. But all of this was perpetrated. Guess who was involved in here again? Mossad. Mossad in Israel was the one who armed and um, supported the Rajapaksa regime to butcher the Tamilians. Now, it's sort of personal to me because I'm Tamilian. And in fact, when I was at MIT that year, a friend of mine had gone, he was from Sri Lanka, had gone back and was caught and tortured by the the regime there. And I ran one of the largest protests and we finally got him out. And in fact, I went all the way to Tamil Nadu and I helped a lot of people out there with, with action that we took. You know, when the Sri Lankan prime minister came to MIT, we chased him out. Uh, we pretty much embarrassed him pretty well. But this is a time for action. And, the, and so the title of today's space was The People versus Zionism, How We Win. Uh, many of you may know that I've been an activist since about 17 years old. And this is not theory to me. Every one of these fucking presidential candidates, particularly this guy, Booby fucking Kennedy, is one of the most evil people. Nikki Haley and Trump and DeSantis will tell you that they just want to bomb and kill the Palestinians. Okay, and they're fine. Booby Kennedy has also said he wants to butcher them. But there are a number of people who claim suddenly they want to support the Palestinians, but who want to be in Booby Kennedy's camp. He's a, he's a Zionist as you get. And it is the Kennedys who have been Zionist par exemplar from day one. And what we need to really understand is that what is the action we need to take? And as Suresh said, number one is we need to build a fucking movement. There's a lot of people just talking shit all day. But during March of 2020, it was our movement which got on the ground and built massive campaigns against the lockdowns. We educated people why the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates were long. But that was in March of 2020. Kennedy was promoting lockdowns in 2020. Please write these dates down. Now in October of 2023, go look at Kennedy's tweet feed. He's absolutely silent on Israel because he's a fucking promoter of Zionism. In December of 2022, everyone had to be vaccinated coming into his home. And then he blames his wife. Why are people supporting this fucking guy? And the guy comes to our orientation, steals our material and convinces people that he's fighting for them. And the only and so it's obvious it's easy to understand Netanyahu is evil and the Clintons are evil. But the not so obvious establishment, like the real devils, like the Kennedy are the ones that we perpetuate suffering. Bernie Sanders is an Israeli citizen. Talks a good game. A couple of weeks ago, he gave a speech saying, yes, we must support Israel's right to defend themselves. This is not about Israel's right to defend themselves. As Chris said, this is about the butchering, the genocide of a fucking people. And my people in Tamil Nadu, in Sri Lanka, went through that process. This is sheer fucking genocide. Again, it's done by Zionists. And please make it clear to everyone, these people who came from Europe were white people who came among Arab Jews. There were Arab Jews and there were Arab Muslims. There were Arab Christians. And these people look nothing like these people. These people are invaders. And it's British and U.S. imperialism which allowed this to take place because that is a very strategic economic area. We now know that there's 200 trillion cubic feet of gas in the occupied ter territories of Palestine, which the Palestinians have not been able to get, even in whatever little they have left. And there's close to 2 billion barrels of oil. 
And the goal is to make it a parking lot so you can mine it. And furthermore, let's not really put a lot of faith in any of the other Arab leaders, the Egyptians, the, the Saudi Arabians, all of these people have sold out the Palestinian people, right? They all talk a good game. Oh, yeah, we're brothers, we're brothers, we're brother Arabs, but they've done shit to help these people. So what is the force that can change this? How do we win? Well, we have to look to the United States. The United States, even though Elon Musk is, you know, I was personally involved in exposing the fact that there's a backdoor portal into Twitter. We have no freedom on social media. We know, you know, I have 400,000 followers, close to 400,000. I'm one of the most shadow banned guys on the fucking planet. All right. So they actively promote other people. They actively promote other people. But here I'm running for United States president. Half a billion people know about our movement. In 2020, we're the ones who exposed it, but they actively hide our movement. So what do, how do we win? The only way to win is, number one, to understand the dynamics of control. And it took me 50 years to put this together. But if you don't understand the systems dynamics of how the elites do this, you will follow Bush. You, sorry, you follow Obama one day, then you'll follow Sanders, then you'll follow Kennedy, then you'll follow Trump. You're like a political prostitute. And they're all Zionists, by the way, every single one of them. I'm the first presidential candidate who's not a Zionist and boldly speaks out against them. So if we want to end this, recognize 2023, 2024 is a huge turning point in world history. And everyone needs to get off their butt and not just be exposing truth all day, but we need to build a movement. And to build a movement, number one, we need to understand the system's dynamics. We need to go offline. We encourage everyone to go offline. The future is offline. The future is not online. And let me uh, bring in, um, uh, let me bring in, um, uh, can you unmute yourself, Nicole? Nicole will talk about, you know, and, and there's a lot of, Jews are anti-Zionists. Go ahead, Nicole. Nicole, you can unmute yourself. Yep. Hello. There I am. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Look, today it's the Palestinians. Tomorrow it's us guys. They want us all under their, well, we are basically under their control through the money system. But I'll just go back in time. When I... First started my activism, I marched against the war, the war movement, and I was in a, at an event in Washington, D.C., promoting peace in the Middle East, and there were lots of Palestinians and people of Jewish faith holding hands with Palestinian people, saying, we don't want this. We don't want war. We don't want the Palestinians to be destroyed. Our grandparents told us, that Arabs and Jews used to get along before Zionism came in and we watched each other's children. There wasn't this hatred. There wasn't this warfare. And uh, when the Zionists took control, there goes the, that that's what caused the division. And you can see it today. I mean, the tentacles of Zionism is they're everywhere. They're in the halls of Congress that every president has to go over and kiss the wall in Israel and bow down to the Zionists. Congress, if you talk to some people, uh, Cynthia McKinney, I, I think you should, hopefully we can try to find some of her interviews where she was basically driven out of Congress because she refused to kiss the feet of the Zionists. They control Congress. And that's really dangerous. 
when you have the State Department and Congress and presidents controlled by the, the Zionist lobby, we don't have a country anymore. This isn't our country. So I, I, the Bottoms Up movement is more important than ever. We as a people need to come together and say enough. We're not allowing this anymore. We see what you're doing to us. You're ruining us financially, spiritually. This is a spiritual battle too. And uh, that's why I, I love the Thursday meetings um, at 8. I usually make the 8 p.m. town hall meeting at Truth Freedom Health. And uh, there, are, there is one at 11. I usually don't make that one because I'm working. But it's so important to tune in and join the Bottoms Up movement. And Dr. Shiva is the only candidate who is speaking out against this. Who else is doing this? Everyone else kisses their ass. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring the history of how I woke up to this whole... When you listen to people who live in the Middle East who don't like Zionism, there you go. That, that's who you really should listen to. So... I don't know if you have any questions. Thanks, Nicole. Um, yeah. We'll back to questions. Um, a key thing I want to mention is, you know, I come from an Indian background. I was born in India. Um, the Indian government is supporting Zionism. Um, there you go. There's a deep link between Zionism and casteism, okay? The Brahmanical caste system. So what's fascinating about both of these things that I'm talking about here, Zionism takes stuff from Judaism, some symbols, subverts it, but it becomes a political ideology. The Brahmanical caste system takes stuff from Hinduism and puts a hierarchy of one set of people over another set of people. As Suresh was saying, Zionism basically says they are the chosen people. And they're the only ones who deserve to, you know, they're the only ones who must subjugate other people. It's part of the Zionist political ideology that needs to be understood. And I, I want everyone to go do their own research. In World War II, the Zionists collaborated with the Nazis and disarmed the Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto, among many other situations. So Kennedy, Nikki Haley, Trump, DeSantis, Vivek the Snake, a Brahmin brown-nosing bullshitter, they're all Zionists. And you really have to ask, why is it that all the degrees I have from MIT I'm probably the most qualified person to be president because I have offer solutions. You know, we in 2020, you know, I would do a tweet, would get 100,000 retweets. And now I do a tweet, it gets 10 retweets, 20, you know? And it's because I don't kowtow to Zionism. So the goal is to make you invisible. But the problem they have that Nicole's referring to is we, we built a movement, Truth, Freedom, Health. And that movement is the only force on this planet which can destroy Zionism and liberate all of humanity. And that's been my journey. And that's why there is a way to win. And the only way to win is to build a movement. But the movement cannot be built with the right theoretical foundations. And that is why it's such a disgusting thing that I see right now. Every grifter on the planet. Yes, yes, we're for Palestine. But go look at their tweet feed. They're supporting rabid fucking Zionist Kennedy. Go ahead, Teresa. Teresa, can you unmute yourself? Go ahead. Yeah. Hi. Um, so I also pretty much wanted to echo what everybody else just said. Um, in a nutshell, to Chris's, Chris Bradley's point, um, 
since the late 1800s, uh, you know, especially in the United States, it's been like water dripping on a rock. It doesn't happen overnight, but this is extremely dangerous. And we all need to wake up to this right now. There is no time to waste. Um, British imperialism and Fabianism has been il- infiltrating the United States since the 1890s, and that's including Zionism. And what's occurring right now is extremely dangerous um, from mainly a humanitarian standpoint, but also um, everything else that goes with it. Um, You know, they all want, they don't care about us or these people that are being killed. They care about power, profit, and control. And the only way to fight this is with the movement that we we have we have this weapon and we need to use it we're wasting billions of dollars of our tax hard-earned hard-working we all work for a living we're not elites like these people we all work for a living and we pay into the tax system which is being wasted in ukraine and in, and now in israel and we need to put a stop to it the bottom line is don't listen to anything in the mainstream media about Hamas, et cetera. It's all a distraction. We need to, everybody needs to get educated. You need to wake up and you need to um, learn about history and get educated about these systems. It's all about this has all been manufactured and orchestrated, and this is not by accident. So I'm I'm basically saying that I've learned so much from taking the foundation of systems class, but also being a student and a a warrior scholar, getting out on the road and 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 telling people about this. Um, these evil forces basically is the, is the bottom line. It's good against evil, and if you do really care about your fellow man, you're basically going to wake up and. And learn more about truly what is behind the mask of Israel slash the United States slash Hamas slash England. Because they're all one. So we need to wake up and and basically um, do something about this. And, and we, have the, we have the ability to do that. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Teresa. A couple of things I want people to point out. If you go look at 2020, it was our movement and the work that I did that we first exposed Fauci. We ran the Fire Fauci campaign. Um, it was, you know, when, I, when my election was stolen, we are the ones in our historic lawsuit we discovered, and you can go to winbackfreedom.com, that the fact that the government has created a backdoor portal into all social media companies. Now, who created that is quite fascinating to... Um, Teresa's point, it was the Atlantic Council run out of Britain. See, one of the things Americans don't understand was after the revolution took place, the elites, the counter-revolution is actually much more deleterious. The Atlantic Council, which now exists, a think tank, which a lot of people don't don't know about, the people that come out of Oxford and Yale, all these people, they're the ones who created the entire censorship infrastructure that we discovered in our lawsuit that controls all social media companies. There is no First Amendment in social media companies because on November 16th, 2018, Donald fucking Trump signed into law CISA. And that law was supported by every, was a unanimous vote of every House of Representatives 
in Congress and unanimous consent by every senator. Think about what I'm saying. The First Amendment died on November 16, 2018. And if you go look at that point in 2020, about a half a billion people saw my videos. We got our word out there. But after that, I was thrown off Twitter for exposing this backdoor portal. And we exposed it in detail long before Twitter files, long before this. And that was a limited hangout. In 2022, when I was put back on Twitter, I put out to Elon Musk, hey, Elon, why don't you uh, make me, pre uh, uh, you know, the Twitter CEO? That got around 20 million views. But when I hammered Elon, are you going to take down the backdoor portal into Twitter from government? My views went from about a million views per day down to about 5,000 views, okay? So I'm probably one of the most shadow banned political candidates. In many ways, I'm a dissident, you know? It's really unfortunate. But we still have our movement. And as, as uh, Teresa said, we go offline. We go offline. And that's how we're going to grow the movement. The movement will not be done online. There's way too many grifters, people, quote unquote, exposing shit, but they don't expose the heart of it. And many of them fall into supporting Tulsi Gabbard, Zionist, Kennedy, butchering Zionist, or Trump, another Zionist. So every of these presidential candidates are Zionists. When was the last time you had an anti-Zionist candidate? I'm the first one. So it's time that we recognize that we live in a important time where there's massive darkness, but our movement exists. And it's about getting people on the ground to build this bottoms up movement. It is the only way we're going to win because they'll go from this crisis to another crisis, to another crisis, to another crisis. So the urgency is not to do something, but it's to do the right thing. And the right thing is we have to understand the dynamics of how these systems work. Go to Truth Freedom Health. We have to understand how we build a community long-term. Well, that's what it's really all about. And fundamentally, we have to defeat Zionism. And if you, you know, I put out a, uh, a petition out there. If we want to talk about, you know, the question that Suresh brought up, I don't, I think it's hard for good people to understand this. There are certain people that are just fucking evil, guys. They may not even be human. Maybe their genetic code doesn't even have empathetic neurons. And you have to really wonder about that. So if you're dealing with evil, and you can go look at all the traditional, many, many of the traditions, you don't fuck around with evil. You have to fight evil. You have to destroy evil. And we're dealing with evil. What you're seeing in Gaza, what took place in Sri Lanka, what took place in genocidal situations is pure evil. These people do not care about life. And if you think you're going to be, we shall overcome, show the other cheek and shit like that, you're out of your mind. And that's what these people want you to believe. So among the so-called anti-Zionists who are coming out, some of them think we can negotiate with evil. Ooh, Bobby Kennedy really didn't mean that. Yes, he did. And they always try to mollify Zionists, real Zionists, by talking, quote unquote, anti-Zionist rhetoric. And that's where we're headed. There's going to be the true fighters against Zionism. And these people are going to come out of the woodworks. who are going to mollify it and try to say we should support people like Kennedy. Kennedy is as, as a raving Zionist as you can get. So we wanted to keep this tight. Um, I encourage everyone at 11 a.m. EST and at 8 p.m. We'll be doing a much larger open house. We invite everyone to come to, but we have to build a bottoms up movement. To build a movement, we're going to always fail if you don't understand how the elites understand the science of systems. Mossad understands the science of systems. The people who advise these people know how systems work. 
because if you don't know how systems work, you're going to always follow one of these clowns. It'll be Obama one day, as I meant, Trump, Kennedy, etc. Um, go ahead, Alana. Crystal, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm coming in a little late, so I caught the beginning and, and the end here. Um, I just find one thing interesting. As I watch people online converse about this topic or, or speak about, uh, oh, you know, if you're supporting Hamas, then, you know, oh, I'm out or this and that. Nobody's ever said that and making it clear that Israel created and funds all of this, this orchestrated narrative that's playing out on the mainstream media. And I also find it interesting that conservatives and Christians who normally always say, oh, anything mainstream media says, do the opposite. Anything Biden and Obama is signing off on, do the opposite. But for this topic, it's very interesting. They're going right along with their narrative um, to support Israel genociding Palestinians. So I, I, I just find that really bizarre, uh, something I just wanted to, to bring well, up. Um, well, 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 Crystal, it's not bizarre. The dynamic, when you study from a systems approach, this is what's happened. Um, the, there's Jewish Zionists. You can be an Arab Zionist. You can be a Hindu Zionist. You can be, Zionism comes in all different flavors. You don't have to be Jewish to be Zionist. The largest right. population of Zionists are Christian evangelical Zionists in the United States. Right. Um, I was talk I was doing an interview today with a woman who was a Christian evangelical Zionist from Texas. You know, you know, these people who go to church and they do all the evangelical stuff, right? And she was saying that she it took her a while to realize how they were brainwashing her. And she found out that her preacher was very, very close friends with Bibi Netanyahu. Mossad and Israel have infiltrated most of the evangelical evangelists in the United States. It's a very, very important fact that everyone needs to understand. The Christian evangelicals who have no idea they have some reference to Israel in the Bible and something about, oh, yeah, we got to help these people over here. Fucking crazy shit. Racist. Yeah, it so is racist. It's, it's by design. So in the United States, the white working class has been taken over by this cult-like philosophy called Christian evangelical Zionism. And these people who claim they're pro-life and anti-abortion are absolutely fine. You know, there's close to 6,000 people have been killed now. Half of them are women and children. You know, and it's, it's quite remarkable to see these Christian evangelical Zionists who talk about pro-life absolutely fine with seeing children being butchered but it's by design uh yeah it's a major con it's a major contradiction so uh i urge any anyone who is in that cult to definitely uh recognize that if you want your your deeds to match your principles and, and your words then it has to go all the way it, it includes obviously innocence um in Palestine, innocent women and children, which is the majority of who are dying. Um, innocent people who have nothing to do with um, 
any of this, quite frankly. And so I, I do hope people come to the open houses that, you know, tomorrow there's two different times to choose from 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Eastern to have a deeper discussion about this and how to speak to those in your community about this, to have that deeper discussion that Dr. Shiva is is trying to have at the right time. You know, don't don't be misled by those faking as if they're like this Twitter space you went on to, Dr. Shiva, where they were pretending that that's what they were doing, but um, that's not, they're not yeah, telling the, the full story. All this anti-Zionist stuff, but in his feed, he's supporting Kennedy. I mean, come on. It's impossible. Yeah, you can't. Fuck, this is like, what's great about the Zionist issue, it's black or white. For, a number of friends of mine are Jewish. They say, you know, there are certain issues in life. There's no gray area. You can't say, I'm, I am a Zionist and I support Palestinians. It's like, it, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's one of those issues that's black and white. So before we sign off, I want to encourage everyone. I know there's a couple of people requested. Uh, please... Um, Let's just take, uh, if you guys can just make quick statements, because I wanted to, because it's the middle of the day for a lot of people in the United States. So I wanted to be very, um, you know, sensitive to the fact that we have people probably from work. Um, you know, I have to work for a living. You guys have to work for a living. Um, like Booby fucking Kennedy doesn't have to work for a living. Nikki Haley doesn't have to work for a li living. Vivek the snake doesn't have to work for a living. Donald fucking Trump doesn't have to work for a living. Uh, Ron DeSantis doesn't have to, but we do. So I just want to be mindful of that. So, Patrick, um, do you want to just say uh, a quick, Patrick? Yes. Huh. All right. I guess he can't. Hi, Patrick. What's your question? Comment? All right. Speak. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, Patrick. Yes, Patrick. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, just as a British person, um, I want to say that I empathize deeply with everything you're saying, and I've really worked hard in my life to reconcile all these things. I, I grew up in it in a family. My mother's side of the family was very Labour Party, very socialist. My dad's side of the family was British Army very sort of British imperialism. And I've had to work out things from myself. And, uh -huh. and Dr. Shiva, I want to thank you so much for like, I've built out my own theories on blockchain expo explainability, which chat GPT-4 said is now an AI explainability criteria. And that actually, and it, that explainability criteria meshes very well with your ideas of the swarm and how groups of people essentially create gangs and you can think of them as organized crime gangs same as uh diego gambetta or douglas valentine describes the cia or the mafia and you're you're working exactly how to counteract them and that requires uh I'm, I consider myself a Christian Buddhist. Probably both Tibetan Buddhism and the Vatican Church would disagree with me describing myself that way. But the pay, uh, generosity, right conduct, um, patience, diligence, you, you teach people these skills. You really have to, to 
dig a foxhole and and learn and 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 get shot at it's not easy um but the the more you're in it the the more you learn and the more you become what i would say chogyam trungpa rinpoche calls a shambhala warrior or a spiritual warrior and this is a spiritual war and we all have our talents and skills and it's sort of like the more the more we're in it the more our talents and skills are expressed that that's the best way i can describe it i don't, there, there there's no ma- magic bullet we all have to learn for ourselves and i've learned a great deal i've learned that the labor side of my mother's family had many deep flaws they fell for many um tricks and and scams and also my father's side of the family fell for many tricks and scams and and i i from the as long as i could learn to talk i sat at the table and listened to the arguments that my mom and my dad would have with each other and they're the same arguments that i hear online all the time and i'm just trying to work through it like anyone else there's there's no magic bullet but there i do see a, a very human um self responsibility centric future and and i feel you represent that and i just want to say thanks to every everything you've done all all the people that you've um galvanized together um i don't know i i don't think there's an answer but i i i think there's a lot of questions and and the more we have self responsibility the more we'll find better answers Great. Thank you Patrick. Thanks for your kind comments. Thanks for sharing your personal journey too. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um I think uh what I want to I I I know I did we sort of jumped into this but look. Um you know, I grew up in in a caste system in India which was like Zionism, which is believed that if you're born into the thing, you know, some people are the chosen people and that everyone else is a dirt. And I, I, my entire, and I was at four years old. So my journey was really to understand uh, what is oppression. Why did these systems of power, profit, control exist, and how how do we destroy them? And that journey led me, you know, to a whole world of understanding medical systems, engineering systems, political systems, uh, being an activist. I learned as a kid, as a teenager, as I studied history. that the only way the world has ever changed and please write this down has been through bottoms up movements it has not changed through us looking to scumbags like the fucking kennedys or the trumps or the bidens or all of these people who know nothing about our lives and the denigration of the human spirit occurs to uh patrick's point is when we look above to them when we look to them to come save us how can kennedy probably understand anything that we go through he doesn't the guy you know bang 30 women you know saw got his wife to hang hang himself he comes from a family of organized criminals and one of the things i want to talk about is when it comes to the kennedys i noticed something very interesting these people who are sympathetic to the kennedys say oh they were shot by the cia ooh the fbi don't people understand that the cia the fbi the kennedy the sam G- they're all just part of a crime syndicate If one wing of the crime syndicate shoots another wing of the crime syndicate, what the fuck do we care about? Why are we sympathizing with John F Kennedy who is a reckless fool? 
You know, he started the Vietnam War. He went and butchered Vietnamese. He brought in K Kissinger. Then his other brother, Robert F. Kennedy, wanted to escalate the war. But it's all done as though the Kennedys are some great people. Booby Kennedy wants to create, quote unquote, safe vaccines. He vaccinated all his kids, all of his kids. He wants full vaccination of all Americans. And Booby Kennedy steals everything that I say, literally, word for word. Our slogan is declare your independence. He steals that slogan. The elites have him running as an independent because they are afraid of our movement. And that's what's going on. So all of you who made it this far, come to our open house, understand that we have to build a movement. And the elites are scrambling right now because of the work that we've been doing for the last three years. It was our movement which exposed Fauci first. It was our movement which exposed the backdoor portal to Twitter. It was our movement which got on the ground and built these massive, massive demonstrations against lockdowns, while these same people at the time were promoting lockdowns. Booby Kennedy was promoting lockdowns. And now Booby Kennedy is silent on the butchering that's going on in Israel because he's a fucking Zionist. He works for Big Pharma. And people need to get this through their heads. We're at a very critical time. The good news is it's a time to separate the wheat from the chaff. And that's what our movement is doing. And that is what has not occurred in history before. Typically, you have the scumbags, the not so obvious establishment, the controlled opposition, and they bamboozle people. But because our movement exists, we're hammering away at the not so obvious establishment. And when enough people get this, change occurs overnight. So I encourage all of you to recognize, you know, we, we just, just did this in the last hour. In spite of all the shadow banning, we got quite a big, big showing. But we want to adjourn this and we want to invite all of you to go to truthfreedomhealth.com, sign up for the open house we have, and you're going to meet other people. You know, we have about a half a billion people know about our movement in spite of all the shadow banning. About a half a million people have come. But we are building a global bottoms-up movement by educating people on theory, by telling people to get offline, and with a clear vision, truth, freedom, health. All right, everyone, thank you very much. I want to thank our speakers um, we don't want this spaced. I know some of them keep going on for hours and hours and hours, uh, but we wanted to keep it tight. I think in summary, uh, Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism. Uh, Hamas equals Israel and Mossad. Um, and this was a very opportune time for U.S. globalists, imperialists, and Netanyahu, the fucking bastard, <laughs> apartheid, fascist scumbag whose economy is crashing. Go look at the price, the shekels. The elites in Israel have been selling their shekels. So they've destroyed their economy and there was going to be a civil war against Netanyahu. That's the other key thing. So this is a grand opportunity for the swarm across the Atlantic to decide that they needed a crisis because they need a crisis to avert people, to distract people from the financial crisis that they've given, which is subjugating everyone in the world. The Iranian people don't like the Iranian mullahs, okay? The Indian people don't like the Indian government. The American people don't like the American government. The British people don't like the British government. The Israeli people don't like the Israeli government. No people on this planet like their governments. Get this clear. It's not, you know, country A, it's not US versus Iran. It is a people of the world, the working people of the world versus a swarm. It is us versus them. It is us versus Kennedy, Nikki Haley, Trump, and DeSantis. They're from the top, guys. So let's get this very clear. There is an us versus them. And they have no compassion for you. 
They're evil. And we need to build a movement to destroy them because they will destroy us. And that is what we're doing. So go to vashiva.com slash orientation or go to shivaforpresident.com slash town hall. But I'm the only presidential candidate who's been fighting all of his life. Everything I have, I've earned bottoms up. And same with every one of you. Every one of you on this call is a working person. Let's have dignity for ourselves. As Patrick said, and let's have respect for ourselves. And that's what our movement teaches people. If you're going from Obama and then to Bernie Sanders and then to Trump and then to Kennedy, you have no respect for yourself. Our movement is educating people how we make you the guru. You become the light. You become the leader. That's how we destroy Zionism. That's how we shatter the swarm. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. I wish all of you well. Um, have a good day. And I know all of you have to work. So I, I hopefully this was a, a good introduction to um, our movement and where we stand. And, um, you know, go offline. The future is offline. Go to shivaforpresident.com. Get a bumper sticker. Get the flyer. Educate people how the swarm is killing our children across left and right and quote unquote independent like fucking Kennedy. And remember, booby fucking Kennedy is a Zionist. He is the swarm. He is the last agent he's like the bernie 2.0 that they need to manipulate people like flypaper back into the swarm don't be fooled thank you